You are listening to the Steadfast Life Podcast from Jake and Witt over at Steadfast Life Coaching, where we equip you to live steadfast through freedom so you can impact your world fueled by God's truth. Overcoming struggles, our foundational relationship with Jesus, lessons learned from competing in sports, and the unique perspective that comes from pushing your body and mind to the edge to climb 14,000-foot peaks, those opportunities have given us a unique perspective on mindset that we are excited to share with you right now. Welcome to the Steadfast Life Podcast with Jake and Witt over at SteadfastLifeCoaching.com. Today, we want to dive into one of the foundational principles in a weight loss journey, possibly the foundational principle in a weight loss journey, your individual sense of worth and how that sense of worth tends to get all twisted and tied up with the number on the scale and the progress you're making on your journey. We're going to be guided in this podcast by our friend Chelsea. She successfully detached her worth from that number on the scale and she's going to share with us some really cool tips on how she did that and what the experience was like. You'll hear many themes in here that you may have even heard in your own life when we take a look at Chelsea's journey and the lies she had to overcome and the truths she was trying to take in on purpose. She had many doubts about her worth, her ability. Uh, She had stories about how many times she had failed in the past and how selfish it was to set out on a journey like this when she'd probably just fail anyway. Now, none of this was a flaw in Chelsea. It was simply her brain trying to get what it wanted, comfort and pleasure to stick to the old plan, to not go through the discomfort of, of making this change. As Chelsea started to look at her thoughts more and more, she started to see this story. She started to understand its purpose and that it wasn't leading to the outcome she wanted in her life. But just knowing that wasn't enough, she also had to find her new truth. And her new truth wasn't enough because she also had to believe it. So her journey looked kind of like this. At first, she borrowed Whitney's belief so she could get started. And then as she took the steps herself, she started to build her own belief. And as her progress showed up, her belief increased and she started to see more progress. But recently, Chelsea made the switch to inviting her faith in Jesus Christ into her process. And that's where things really get interesting. You'll hear from her story and these amazing results, the peace that she lives with these days. And you'll begin to understand the reason that Wit and I refuse to take this journey any longer without including our faith in our process of helping people change their lives. So without further ado, Chelsea, why don't you start off by letting us in on some of the lies that you were believing when we first met? So when I first started looking into weight loss, I had done some other avenues, tried to explore the the white knuckling avenues of, you know, you can't have this, you can't have that, stay away from this, or you must do that. And um, I had a friend who told me about you guys. And so I had reached out for a free consultation at like three o'clock in the morning. I woke up and just had all this mind chatter about my life and where I wanted it to go and how I wasn't happy where I was. And I remembered about you guys. So I got onto the website at three o'clock in the morning and I set up a free consult. And as soon as we got off the phone, the, the lies started to creep in 
and how it's it's not going to work. The biggest lies that I had were, it's not fair. Why do I have to do this when, you know, people, even like my husband is very active and all of that, but he doesn't have to go down this avenue. Having to focus on my eating habits and the way that I was going to do that was too difficult because I had to feed my husband and I had to feed my kid. I know this is wrong, but today's just too hard. Today, we just have Mm. too much going on. And there's no way that I can, you know, tailor a specific way of eating to me when I still have to feed them. And how is that going to work if I'm doing this and then I have to feed my daughter this and then my husband wants this and it's just too complicated and too much and not worth it was another one of the big lies that stuck out at the very beginning of everything. How did you answer that question? Why do I have to do this and no one else does in your mind? that I was not worthy, that I Mm. somehow was cursed with this horrible Mm. situation that I have to do, or what have I done in my past to deserve this Mm. journey? It's like a punishment. It felt Mm. like a punishment. That makes that struggle feel even heavier, (laughs) even more impossible, because now you're coming from a place of, this is determining my worth. Right. This is chaining me to if I don't figure this out, I have to figure this out or I'm not going to be lovable. That's exactly how it felt. If I don't walk in the perfect line mm. to get towards the right way, then yes, shame and guilt is there. I'm not able to receive that love because I didn't accomplish the task for the day. Very much mm-hmm. like a list that you're checking off. Yeah. And if you don't get it all checked off, then then you're not worthy. Did you know that before you started this journey? I knew that I felt like it was a punishment, but I didn't realize how much that mentality was affecting the whole process. That being stuck in my, my mind like that and looking as if I was a victim of something that was being put on me, mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much that was holding me where I was Mm. and that being the thing that's not allowing me to move forward. I can remember walking through this with you and like cognitively seeing, oh yes, I see that this is not leading me where I want, but you don't get to just switch. The one thing that hindered me at the very beginning is I was learning it in my brain, but the justifications and the comfort of staying with what you know, staying in that comfort zone while you're you're taking in and doing all the thought stuff you're you're so uncomfortable in your thoughts that for me I was reaching for what was comfortable and that mm-hmm. was my lifestyle and the way I was eating and the grab and go and all of that yeah and so I, I wanted to kind of push off a little bit when when you would hear whether it was from us or from someone in your family or someone at church that's that says you're amazing Chelsea where, where did the disagreement come from in your head? If I hadn't done 100% right, to me, it was just something that was being said. It was a, it was a comfort statement. Mm. It was something, you know, like saying hello to somebody that you see. It just was a mm. statement. There was no validity to it. Excellent. And so... Uh, talk to us about the shift that what what it feels like now actually let's let's talk first about what you're feeling what what's different now uh, there's just more peace in my day I really feel like 
sitting down and writing my scripture and my journaling and then my my two models has taken taken over my thoughts I don't have that negative that I had before Mm -hmm. and if it does start to creep up I'm able to focus because most of the time when it comes up it's something that I've already gone over in my models because Mm -hmm. I I anticipate that and so I'm like ah I remember this is this is how I dealt with this on paper this morning and now I'm going to deal with it like this in this moment. For anybody listening, it's really cool. We'll try to give you as best of an image as we can of this without being able to see it. But but what Chelsea's describing is, is these two models are basically kind of like showing her work about the lie versus the truth and, and the, the impact it has in her life, which is sort of a foundation of the coaching we've been doing together. But what she's added is she started with a scripture and she, she writes the scripture out. And then there's this little journaling block where it really is maybe the most powerful piece of it. And yeah. she's just choosing thoughts. And you can just see that that Chelsea is now really believing that she has authority over what she thinks. And it's just these maybe four sentences, five sentences, where she's writing out this, this very intentional, proactive choice about how the day is going to look. And then she goes into the actual showing of the work of, mm-hmm. of, of what's going on in her mind and getting that out on paper. And it's been super impressive. She sends it over to Whitney. Daily. Yeah, it's been so neat to be able to watch. Every day I get the privilege of being able to read her mind being renewed and grow stronger in these beliefs of it's possible, I'm already worthy, Christ and I are doing this together. So I don't want to ruin all that. I want you, Chelsea, to, if you're willing, um, to share one of your your journals or whatever you're open to sharing. So when I first started writing in here, um, it was a day after we had had a session and we had worked through a model of, of the circumstance of eating off protocol, the thought was that I and me is dead and I am fully loved the way I am. The action was ask the Lord for what I need and to spend time receiving his love. And the result was the best version of me and Jesus living life as intended. And that model stuck with me so much that for the first week, that was the first thing I wrote in my journal was because I wanted to embed that in, mm. in my brain. Oh, I love that. There's one in there that I think is from last week that I, it was really powerful is when the I think the scale actually went up a little bit, but you had some great thoughts about what you were going to make it mean. Can you just read that, just that paragraph on top of the model? I put, I felt good yesterday. I got hungry because I ate late but stayed on protocol. I weighed this morning and had gained weight. And right after that, I put, that's okay. And I put two exclamation points and underlined it. I will not get discouraged. This is a learning experience and I am worth and my worth is not tied to that number. Yeah. Yes. That's that that sort of thing right there is why Wit and I were like, we need to get her on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How new is that? My worth it, is not tied to that number. It's it is completely a different mentality. And the thing about it is, is, is before I started this and before I started this journey, I could have written that down. I could have wrote those same words, but I wouldn't have believed them. It would be something that I was trying to tell myself where when I wrote that down, 
I believed it. I wrote it because I believed it. Because when that happened, that was what my brain thought. That's just such a different place to come from. Mm-hmm. And so much more peaceful and mm-hmm. comfortable now, you know, where it would it was uncomfortable when we first started doing this. And now I find so much comfort in that. Where do you think that shift has come from? Just believing that the I in me is dead and that it is me in Christ. I'm just receiving from a whole, from you guys and from church that my worthiness comes from Christ. It doesn't mm. come from what I've done or where I'm going yeah. or where I've been. I'm worthy where I am. Mm-hmm. Learning to love myself where I am. That that scale does not define me. And I think that change came when I, I met my thoughts head on. Mm. And, and truly looked at what was truth and what was lies and what I was telling myself was truth when it was a lie and to just be in prayer, to be in meditation, to write it down. So now looking into your future where you're going to continue to be victorious in your weight loss journey, how does it feel knowing that I'm going to use your statement, which I love so much, the I in me is dead. It's Christ who lives in me. Now, as opposed to a burden, it's more of a blessing. And so mm-hmm. it is still a daily thing, you know, that I'm in and that I'm doing. But because I have changed to that thought of it's Christ in me, I have this idea that my journey and even, you know, my end result are all for his glory and where he wants me to go. So that along the way, I'm going to meet people that I'm going to be able to have these conversations with. I'm going to be able to relate to people in their struggle and it not just be something I'm saying, but something I've actually done. Where at the beginning, it was just, I want weight loss for this life. Now I feel like it's, I want weight loss to do the things that Christ wants me to do, Mm. to get to that life that he wants me to have. To me, that's been really Um, testimony to your work that you're doing that it's so much bigger than weight loss the way that you are seeing all the areas of your life are being transformed and you're able to experience them in a different way absolutely the whole process is making me a better wife a better mom Mm -hmm. a better friend a better employee at work I don't have the stress that I did before or what I believed was stress, which was just life. Now I have the same things going on, but I just don't view them that way because it's just life and it's this life that I'm doing and that I'm choosing. And these are things that I have chosen to do, not things that are happening to me. Mm. And that's okay because I'm going to look at them that way and treat them with that respect because it was a choice. Even on the days where things happen that I'm not in charge of or that I don't have planned, it's okay. Life is being lifey (laughs) and I can be strong and I can get through this because I am worth that extra step to stay on protocol. I am worth that moment that I need to just sit and to breathe to be able to move on. Where I felt selfish in the past, Mm -hmm. I feel, you know, empowered now and that that helps me get through these things. And I know that people listening to this that are connecting with your story who do have sort of that lie tumbling around in their brain that they aren't worthy and that taking a trip like this 
prioritizing the the time and the energy and kind of turning your focus in toward yourself, it can seem really selfish. How would you inspire that person who's watching your journey now? I was that person (laughs) when I started this. It was very, it felt very selfish to do that when you have, I'm a people person and so I love to take care of people. And that was a place that I was getting my joy from, but it was it was costing me so much to be that person for my own health. But so when I started, um, I felt selfish. I felt like I was not worthy of the investment. I felt like it was going to be something else that I was going to do that I was going to fail at, mm. and that it was just going to be a waste of finances, of time, of energy that it was, it was going to be something else that I couldn't do. I didn't have in my brain that it was something that I was going to be able to accomplish. As I sat there and worked through our first, you know, two months of sessions, I turned to my husband and I told him, I said, I am so grateful and thankful that we, that we did this. Mm -hmm. And he could see a difference in me Mm -hmm. and my daughter can see a difference in me. And that, that initial investment of time and energy and and finances was nothing compared to what we gained. And it's all of us. Like I said, I'm a completely different person than I was almost a year ago. I have more confidence and I'm not as grumpy and snappy. (laughs) I'm a better wife. I'm a better mother. I know that focusing on me is good for the long haul, for the life that I want. Mm -hmm. I know now things that I questioned before, like, retirement with my husband these plans his parents just retired and so he's looking and talking about all these things he wants to do for us and at the beginning of this journey I would have I I did look at that going there's no way I'm going to be able to do that I'm not I'm not going to be able to do these things that he wants to do and now I know Mm -hmm. that I'll be there to do that I know that I'm going to be able to be there for my daughter for the things she wants to do Mm -hmm. and to be able to be there for her at her graduation at her wedding at at all these things and not have this looming cloud that has been there for years in these big situations i don't have to worry about big event because i'm doing this every day and when big event comes Mm -hmm. it's going to be great it's going to be wonderful because i have i'm worthy whether I've done these things or not, and whatever that <laughs> scale says, I'm, I'm worthy regardless. And I know that there's a whole lot more to do and to see, and I know that things are going to come, but I, I truly feel like in this place that I can handle that. That's so good, Chelsea. I do want to give a little shout out to your husband because I, I've only spoken with him a few times, but he's awesome. He, he's yeah. been so supportive of you. How does that feel to have someone like that in your corner? It's amazing. I will say it was hard at the beginning because I constantly felt like he was so motivated for me. <laughs> <laughs> I let him down. Yeah. I was so worried about that, you know, because there were things that had come and gone, but he has just always been right there in my corner and, you know, super supportive and just, even when it came, you know, we did our initial time frame with you guys and it was, it was time and I again approached that, you know, is it worth the finances? Is it worth the time? You know, am I ready to make this commitment? And he basically looked at me and was like, um, that's not a question. Like, we're, wow. there's, no, you're so much 
different now. I'm, you know, you're worth, I will invest everything into you before I invest in anything else because it's us. This is us. This is our life. And I want you there for the retirement and for the things. And yeah. That makes me emotional. (laughs) (laughs) And he just was so proud, just beaming with that. And that's indescribable to be able to have that person in your corner with you day in and day out. Like, what do we need to do? Even on my bad days, I'm, I'm frustrated that it's that moment where it's gotten so busy and I didn't, and he's like, all right, what do we got to get done? What are we doing? That's on protocol. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We're, we're going to do this. So. That's so awesome, Chelsea. You guys are amazing. Is there anything else that you want to add or, or share? I think the only other thing that I would say is that I wish everybody could feel the way that I feel right now, even just for a moment, to know that they are worth it. Mm. They are worth that investment because this is you. This is your life. This is the way that you're going to be forever. And there's nothing more important than that. Nothing. For you, for your husband, for your wife, for your kids for the world for christ for for the life that you're supposed to be living it's there's just nothing that's more important than that thanks for listening we know your time is valuable and we appreciate you choosing to spend a little of it here with us today we hope you make it a habit And if you find yourself wanting progress faster than you're getting it, the adjustment that moves the needle for you could be to increase your consistency. Witt and I believe that consistency is the pathway to self-trust, and we've seen it improve our clients' lives in such dramatic fashion that we created an online ecosystem of courses, meditation, mindset skills, and connection to deliver consistency on demand. Our online ecosystem is called Trust University, or trust you. See what we did there? So if you or someone you know might benefit from the ability to do what you say you're going to do, send us an email or head over to steadfastlifecoaching.com and learn to trust you.